Dude, you know how we um, today in today's age like post like Socrates, Plato quotes. Mm-hmm. Dude, imagine a two hundred years from now when people are posting living your fucking greatness, Evan Britton. Yeah, sh- I mean, there should be. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, it is crazy though. We're recording. Yeah, we're recording. Oh, it's, it's crazy the the current. Um, all right, Steve. The current status of like just where the world's evolving and how things are going and even just even just you know you see human behaviors evolve and like what the social media aspect and this like you know i've been watching a lot of rick rubin stuff he's he he talks about pro wrestling he watches every Mm -hmm. night he loves it and he's like it's more real than real life Mm -hmm. like everyone's living this character in some way especially with the social media avatar now it's literally your wrestler name like i'm gonna get into my costume and be this person for everybody else's entertainment i know you know and uh it's interesting i mean it's it's pretty easy if you're tapped in to see who's authentically you know living that and it almost just reeks of like authenticity in a way yeah where it's a very crowded space in a time where you know, everyone, everyone has an opinion. And, you know, I don't think it's a bad thing for people to be sharing how they feel, you know? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's an extremely crowded space of mm-hmm. thought leaders. You know? Yeah, dude. And it's not necessarily, you know, I wouldn't say, I, I'd say the you started with a joke about Evan being a, a, like a, a Socrates quote, you know, quotes yeah. years from now. He really is, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's some guys... <laughs> Who really are that it's just so happens that the way the world's gone it's very saturated space right you know like there's but I, over know. time that will evolve and the real shit will prevail fact you know what i'm saying like guarantee fucking plato's more famous now than ever mm-hmm. you know what i mean like it happens That's long after you're dead yeah like that is you're omnipresent yeah with those messages yeah they live on forever facts i mean look at i'm like I'm like diving deep into the frequency of Terrence McKenna. I'm like tuned to the frequency. I see that. I've embodied, I've like, I've like tuned. I see that. (laughs) (laughs) And and, and dude, he's he's out of his body. He's not even in his body. Uh But but it's possible for some dude to be like, yo, I'm going to go, I'm going to go embody this. And, And I say the word embody because it's not like I'm not, not learning, I'm not reading. I'm like channeling. Yeah. You're living his message. I am. I'm wearing it. I'm trying it on. Or you've incorporated <laughs> his message into your life. Well, dude, it's so crazy because like the I used to hold myself to this and I sometimes still do this ridiculous standard that everything I have to post, that everything I post has to be an original thought from me. I'm like, dude, I don't know fucking anything. None of I'm it is. I'm 24. I don't know fucking anything. Like none of like I'm I'm learning. I'm picking shit up. Yeah. And if I say something now and I don't agree with it in a few years, that's fine. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I, I feel as though platform or not, everyone's kind of it's kind of re- reflecting of things that you're trying to say to yourself or convince yourself that you are that. 100. percent It's this. You know what I mean? For me, I'm posting things. I'm connecting. Like, I don't even, I subconsciously will see something. Oh, I want to share this. I, mm. I don't think about the amount of people will see it. It just speaks to me in a way where, and I think it's speaking to me in a channel of like, I've either learned this or 
maybe I had a knowing that sometimes you need to be told what you already know. Like mm. a lot of or time, we're learning it. Or exactly, or learning it, or even wanting to change or wanting to become that. Wanting mm. I need to hear this. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? As the receiver of the information yeah. versus because I'm putting it on a platform. I'm not saying, hey, this is me telling you guys. Mm -hmm. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? I think that's so important because there's parts of me now, like I I don't know. I think as you get more into the spiritual realm of things, the ego dies more and more. And really, like I started this whole conversation about we're all playing an avatar in some way, shape, or form. The idea is to kind of break that wall down. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? But sharing is, for me, it's like uh, just show, just showing that it, that is the truth. Like this yeah. is me consuming information that helps me in some way and right. hoping that it can help y'all in a way. You yeah, know? I mean, because you're downloading it into your cells. You're downloading it into the how you view the world. 100%. And when you share that, I think it helps you download it, but then it also downloads it to the people who resonate with you. And then it's exactly. like, uh, you know, Terrence, I mean, his his whole thing was the meme. This guy was talking about memes in the 80s. Yeah, like, well, a meme, insane. it's a cultural meme. It's an idea. Well, a meme is the we, smallest unit of measurement for an idea. Like a gene mm. is the smallest unit of measurement for DNA. Mm -hmm. It is the smallest unit of that idea. And I think it's it's a little bit more than that because it's something that can become a, an entire culture's ethos, a meme. Mm. It's something that can be expressed as a philosophy or an ethos of an entire society. Like that's a meme. It's like this, this way of being or this way of thinking or this paradigm. Vegan. It's a meme. It's I a know. cultural meme. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Um, I think it's interesting what you said, Mike, about the ego and how the more you're on the spiritual path, the ego dies. And I think there's an important thing to add on to that because you're right however you we i'm including myself in this um you know because what is your ego your ego is is this identification of who you are and how you relate in the world so the ego is not necessarily a bad thing it's the thing that literally ties your soul mm -hmm. to your body mm -hmm. And we have spiritual experiences. A spiritual awakening is literally you becoming conscious of or aware of a certain way of being that you've been existing under or certain, yeah. a certain programming or conditioning that you've been living your life through. And then you have a spiritual awakening and you're lifted up out of the water and you see it and you have this new perspective of your life and how you exist in it. And so that comes with this element of the ego death. However, the ego is super slick. Mm. Mm. So the higher we get, your ego just is constantly like it's attaching itself to this new, these new realms, these new ways of being. So mm. you're like, yeah, I'm fucking spiritual. And that's your ego, <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's facts. So the spiritual path really becomes about this constant process of shedding the ego or at least freeing yourself from the conditioning, the programming, the paradigms mm. that you're living through mm -hmm. and existing through that create these boundaries, these borders of your existence 
which make you say, no, I don't do that. No, that's wrong. This is acceptable. That's not. This is wrong. That's right. That's mm -hmm. black. That's white, et cetera, et cetera. And so the job, the practice is to constantly be letting go of that stuff so that we can be totally available to whatever's going on, mm -hmm. you know, and you can continue to evolve like as a musician, man, like, mm -hmm. Wouldn't you say that's your fucking practice is to let go of the song you made yesterday? Because that thing was a fucking hit. Mm -hmm. That thing went off. That's exactly. So a part of you is like, wait, I got to make that song again. Mm -hmm. But you know, if you try to make that song yep. again, you're going to fuck it up. Yeah. Interestingly enough, uh, breaking down that ego, as you put it, has fed what that ego wanted. Mm if that makes any sense. Mm. I became the artist I wanted to become when I was like, hey, everyone look at me, uh -huh. I'm dope. Why is no one, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> look over here, listen to my stuff. Like, uh -huh. as soon as it, I, you know, the whole spiritual thing broke down that ego and just started thinking about things on a whole different realm, I became the artist I wanted to be to fulfill that, what that ego wanted. You know mm. what I mean? It's just, it's, it's mm. always, it's usually, as I achieve something, I've already realized it really wasn't about the achievement at all. You know what I mean? So that's how it feels. Um, yeah. And, and it's a dude, really important point. It really is because yeah. it's a work in progress. You know what I mean? But at the same time, the chan like as a, as a, I think as a human being, we're, we're creators, right? Or artists. Yeah. I was just talking about this with an athlete the other day. Like there's creativity in just being alive. You're, this is our, you know what I mean? So I think it's Rick Rubin, who I've been listening to a bunch, talking about this in so many roundabout ways. He's, he's a G, bro. He's amazing. Yeah. He is. He's amazing. He knows but it, too. He's so tapped in. Just yeah. tuning into, just tuning into the, higher, the higher frequencies. You know, each day is, each day is not going to feel like a miracle as soon as you open your eyes, you know? Yeah. But if you go as, to Evan's Twitter, it will. Yeah, but that's the right energy to put out there. I'm on the same vibe, yeah. you know what I mean? It really is. And and especially when you live for a long time, realize once you start realizing every day is a miracle, you're like, holy shit, I was totally blind to that for most of my life. Like I was not seeing it that way, you know? Mm -hmm. um, but in regards to the creativity thing and just like, it's, the, the ego, taking the ego has made me a lot more receptive to the ideas. None of the ideas are really the artist's ideas. Yeah. You're actually getting a freak. You're, it's literally like setting up an antenna trying to find the, you know what I mean? Yeah. So if, if I'm operating and living my life at a certain pace and I feel like it's, it's like I'm right in the flow, I'm not forcing, I'm not reaching for things, mm. that's the most receptive space I can be in. You know what percent. I mean? And then as far as the creation, it's just like, it's almost like a channel. Like I'm just on that channel coming through if i wasn't in right. it someone else will get it you yeah. know but you know that's kind of what i'm in the that's my job Thousand my, percent. Going, walking to the beach i stare at the fucking water all day uh -huh. i take calls if i need to you know what i mean i don't do sh like i'm in i'm really just in a space of not over the top preparation now let me meditate and go station to station <laughs> you know what i mean i'm in this flow version of it uh -huh. but i'm really just not doing anything that's going to lower the vibe mm. and and the fucking studio is four feet away so as soon as i can i kind of just drift over there and mm. you know it's made me a lot more efficient self-efficient as an artist and enjoy it way more you know what i mean that's the message i'm trying to give off just to life i know it's 
I have a certain very weird life. You know what I mean? Like, I know it doesn't apply if you're linearly listening to me. Like, listen, man, I got to wake up. My kids, I got to go to work. I get uh-huh. it. You know what I mean? You can't do this. It's a uh-huh. meme. It's, right. It's, it's the notion of this is how we're trying to operate, the space we're trying to operate from. And I think mm. it, you become a much better creator, whether it's, you know, you're creating something in a totally different realm. It doesn't have to be a piece of music or anything tangible even. It could be how you're just navigating your relationships in your office. We're, you know, navigating, navigating. If you're curating your life, this guy's so needy. He's the best. If you're curating your life in a way, Steve, unbelievable. If you're curating your life in a certain way, you know what I mean? That's creation. Thousand percent. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I feel like that's where all. That's you where hit all the nail on the head, bro. Mm-hmm. You know, you hit the nail on the head with, because you're constantly getting yourself out of the way so that God, the universe yeah. source can speak through you. Yeah. your music for me it's the same with whatever the fuck it is i'm doing mm-hmm. getting on the mic and talking to people <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know teaching yoga breath work meditation yeah. i was just in new york <laughs> did a couple of events it's fire that you're doing that shit man and it's what? so dope and i did this men's workshop on thursday it was me and 35 men in the room and we're just talking about what it's like to be a man in the modern age. What is masculinity? What does this thing mean? And I'm in there with guys who have traveled from all around the country to be there just to sit with me and talk with me. And afterwards, guys are like, man, you've changed my life. You've saved my life. You, your words have inspired me in ways you, I can't even put mm. into words. And what I say to those guys is thank you so much. You know, It really means a lot to me. However, I know that it's not me. Yeah. You know, this isn't me. If I was trying to be out there inspiring people and changing people's lives, it would sound like shit. Yeah. Yeah. My whole life practice is literally for me to get out of the way over and over again, get out of the way so that God can speak through me. I'm just an instrument of the divine. And like you said, one of my greatest mentors in my life, he said to me, Eb, he said, Eb, spirit doesn't give a fuck if you get it done or not. There's six billion plus people on this planet. It'll find somebody who will move in the direction that it needs you to move. So it doesn't matter. Mm. On a spirit level, spirit does not give a fuck if you do the work or not. Mm. Doesn't matter to it. Mm. Because there's somebody else, like you said, you don't catch that wave. There's somebody out there who's going to. Yeah. And who's going to put that through. So it doesn't matter. Your only job is to get clear. Yeah. Keep this thing clear, dude, so you can be a vessel for the divine. Exactly. You know? And that doesn't mean, like you said, life is art. It is. You know? Life is art. And it doesn't mean you've got to be some fucking, you know, personality or celebrity or yeah. movie star, musician or guru. You don't have to be any of that, dude. You could be a fucking father of three working a nine to five giving it everything you've got that's creative that's man. the ultimate art right there it is you know and it was interesting jared because you know we go hard on if you're miserable in your job get out of it yes right we do. 
And I've had this shift in that lately because Interesting. It, it occurred to me that- You went Ramdas on it, on it right? <laughs> your job's yeah. your vehicle for awakening, Eben. A thousand percent. And it's not yeah. about your not job. It's never about your job. It's about your relationship to your job. Mm -hmm. It's about your relationship to it and how you navigate it. Because you can do the job. You can do any job. We're, we're capable of anything. This human body, this vehicle, it's the most advanced piece of technology in the fucking universe. Like, that's real. And, I love those lines, man. <laughs> I love those well, lines. Well, it's the truth. I mean, you think it about, is. you've got this nervous system, and literally the difference between being in the parasympathetic nervous state, which is rest, digest, reproduce, detoxify, and being in fight or flight, the difference is literally how you're breathing. Mm. And just by breathing in and out of your nose, you can take yourself out of a fight, flight, freeze, fix, locked in your amygdala, the reptilian brain, pumping adrenaline and cortisol and stress hormones, and your blood vessels <laughs> fucking get really small and your circulation slows and your blood gets thick because you're in this perceived life or death situation. To get yourself out of that, literally you start breathing in and out of your nose crazy and it disengages your amygdala it activates the prefrontal cortex the godhead the center of executive decision making you start producing nitric oxide which dilates your blood vessels improves your circulation it lowers your heart rate you start to produce all of these happiness hormones serotonin dopamine tryptophan you start to come down you can breathe your body can do basically anything it needs to do <laughs> outside of having that's, to keep you alive source energy information right there ev that was clip city my guy <laughs> that was clip city <laughs> well we forget that you know we forget that and we get so locked up in in you know fuck i gotta fucking uh i gotta pay the bills i gotta do this i gotta feed mouths i gotta fucking you know and you're like fucking so tight mm -hmm. you're so tight that you can't really do anything that well you know, and if you can get to the place where make your life a practice of, if nothing else, letting go. Mm -hmm. Have you read the surrender experiment? No. Michael Singer, my list. you read the untethered yes. soul. Yes. I'm reading the surrender experiment, bro. It's just like, it's fucking mind blowing. He's a genius. He's a fucking... He's a genius. He is. He's a, And you know why? Because he literally has made his life this practice of surrendering to the fucking divine flow of life. He's like, I don't know. Mm -hmm. He walked into a radio shack in like 1977 and walked by this thing. It was the first computer ever. And he's like, I don't know what ha happened inside of me, but I just thought to myself, I need to get one of these. He took it home, started programming, and he turned it into this like multi-million dollar software company mm. that he created in a fucking house he built himself out in the woods in Florida. You know? Get out of the way. Yeah. And he's like, all along the way, life presents you these opportunities. And he's like, inside my ego, my mind's going, no, fuck, mm -hmm. no. And he just recognizes it as the divine 
influence of the universe moving in his life and he, he'll just hear himself go, yes, how can I be of service there? And does the thing. You know, and the next thing he knows, he's just got this like gigantic life where he's bringing in, he's building a temple on his property and bringing in gurus like Muktananda and Ramdas and putting on a retreats and soul override. And it all started one day. He was sitting on this on a couch with his his buddy, and something occurred to him where he realized there was this voice in his head that kept trying to fill the awkward silence. He was like, I was just, I was like, who the fuck is that? Who is that? And he's, he said the next thing out of his mouth was, he said to his buddy, have you ever noticed that voice in your head that just never stops talking? And the guy was like, oh yeah. And he just started watching this voice. And then that turned into meditation, turned into yoga, and then he was meditating. <laughs> And then, like, just fo kept following this thing, dude. And it's mm -hmm. just, like, one thing at a time, you know? And I think that's really, because we talk about this thing, nothing outside of us can ever fill the hole, mm -hmm. the God-sized hole inside. Yeah. So I think about that, and I, I think about, Eb, what is it? What are the things? How do we fill that hole in our, inside of us? And it's really that. It's just listening to your soul, listening to your heart, because it's fucking screaming, dude. Mm. At one point, it's screaming. It is. And it's not necessarily anything outside of you. It's really about, are you listening? It's a great point, Eb. Are it's you huge. listening? Are this you is paying, huge. Because don't you feel are like you you're following attention? around the voice? You're, 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 there's a voice. I mean, I totally. A thousand percent. Every, now it's taken, it took me a long time to get to the place where I just said, okay, I'm listening. Yeah, dude. I mean, I'm, I'm looking around at like stuff written on boxes. Like oh, that's a message for me. You know what I mean? <laughs> sure. It's a good way to be though. Yeah. It's just, it's just, I think this is an important dialogue. I think Evan might be one of the best guys period in the world for this, but just <laughs> like for, for people who like, my, uh, I, I can just relate so much to the person who's trying to figure out what this means. You know what I mean? Because living, growing up in a space and a world and a programming set that was just so different and, and then coming over, uh -huh. coming across, you know, at, at the divine timing where it spoke to me in a way where it was almost like I knew a lot of this stuff in my soul but never, never looked there once to read mm. those pages, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Not that I'd even know anything, but you know what I mean? It, right. it, it spoke to a, a knowing that I had about... It's just, a gnosis. Yeah. It's a gnosis. Mm. It's like a... Uh, G-N-O. Yeah, G-N-O. Yeah. It's not a rational knowing as if I've seen this and studied yeah. this. It's a gnosis. Right. Yeah. So I wanted to get to this. Like When you talk about... I know... Michael Singer is obviously a lot of a lot of his and people should be reading those but even you being the spokesman onto like who is that when you when he asked like who is that who is this person that that's in my head you know mm -hmm. like for, for someone listening trying to understand it a little bit more like I'd love to hear your your take on you know a nutshell version of who is that voice and who who's the one to listen to and mm -hmm. how do you know and 
Mm. You know, Mike just threw you a lob, bro. <laughs> Evan's gonna windmill this shit, dude. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that, dude. It's such a good question. Such a good question. That's yeah, good, Mike. Yeah. Nice, you're man. you're Let's talking go. about who is the voice that's trying to fill the awkward silence, or are you talking about who is the voice that's the inner guide? I'm talking about them both. Okay, so let's start with the voice that's trying to fill the awkward silence. That voice that's t constantly telling you it's not good enough. Holy shit, we're fucked. Hey, Eb, you got to do this today. Remember that person? They reached out to you. They need this thing. Oh, fuck, dude, I got to get that thing to them. Oh, my God, remember that email? Holy shit, my credit card bill. I got to do that. Remember that thing? And you wake up at 2 o'clock in the morning, and that, va that voice is just yep. like a fucking freight train that's flying down the tracks. <laughs> don't ruin the fucking clips he's and jared, for, for, jared that, the, is the clip god you know that voice is the voice of all your conditioning that voice is the voice of how your parents spoke to you how your family members spoke to you from the time you came out of the womb it's the energetic, it's the energy environment, the atmosphere that you came up in. Teachers, authority figures, institutions, school, church, sports teams, coaches, society, advertising, marketing, everything, television, film, radio. It's everything you've ever received into your subconscious. Your subconscious is constantly listening. And that voice that's constantly running that says uh, awkward silence is no good, we got to fill that voice, that's all, the, that's all the voices you've ever come into contact with from the outside world that's telling you how it's got to be, what it's got to look like, holy shit, it's fucked if it's not like this, we got to be like that because that's the only way it's right, I'm not good enough walking into every room. I started, I went to this... Uh, I, taught yoga and breath work and did my thing at this event on Tuesday in New York City. And the woman who, she was one of the other facilitators, she started the day off going around the room. Everybody got to introduce themselves. And she said, I want you to answer this question. What are you afraid of? Or what are you nervous about? What are you struggling with? Mm -hmm. What are you afraid of just came flying through my psyche. And immediately, like, the voice went, sharks, you know? And I was like, no, we got to go, you know? And that was, like, my ego not wanting to fucking toil with that question. What am I afraid of? <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh, I was confused for a second. I was like, I didn't know you had this shark thing, dude. <laughs> no, that was just like the superficial. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to. I want to be see. funny, Eb. I, you know. And all of a sudden, I let it go. Five minutes later, I'm talking to my buddy before the whole event started, and it occurred to me. I said, "What am I afraid of? I'm afraid I'm not good enough. <laughs> I'm afraid I'm not good enough. You're good enough for me, man. Of course, Jarrett. Thank you." <sighs> Thank yeah. you. And that fear of not being good enough has been the driving force of so much stuff I've done in my life, which is a really powerful thing, making it to the NFL, yeah. 
doing everything I've done, creating the podcast, all the stuff that I've ever done, all the doing, the driving force behind that is that I'm not good enough just as I am. And what's interesting is that, so going back to that voice, that voice that's always there, it's trying to fill the holes, fill the void, make sure that you're doing good or you're right or whatever it might be that voice traditionally at least i guess feels like it's always from a negative space or limited or it's the little self it's the small self it's the fear-based self why do you think it is that all of our most of our inputs i guess people you it's not a blanket statement some people could have amazing programming and come from this space of power you know, but it seems as though societally the trend of it would be predominantly our inner voice, that little voice is a limiting one. For sure. Why do you think that is? Well, I have a quick thought. I think we like to put thing in things in boxes because in order to survive, think about like before things were comfortable, you were constantly worried about procuring food, procuring water, shelter, mm. avoiding danger. I mean, this is real, you know, like not that long ago. And uh, so I feel like it's almost like a, um, well, we've that's become... the voice that tries to just protect you. It's just, that's how I've, I've switched it. I don't, I'm not at war with my ego. I'm like, oh, I know you love me. You're just trying to protect me. Yeah. Some you just want to protect that. me. I get it. I have empathy, but I don't need you in this situation. That's true. And what's going on? Switching cards. No sweat. You got it every 30 minutes. You have to like. Yeah, Sony's are. Re-up that Yeah, thing. yeah. Yeah. Don't you lose, don't the lose your thought. Sleep. Don't lose your thought. Isn't no, it no. so ridiculous? I don't get it. In the West, we're not. Can we go? Yeah. We only got 10 other cameras. Because <laughs> in the West, <laughs> in the West, we're, we've been working our asses off to extract ourselves from God. And we're not anchored in anything but materialism and capitalism. Mm -hmm. And so when you're completely anchored in, your entire existence is anchored in things outside of yourself, it's really difficult to have faith that things are going to be okay. Mm -hmm. You're constantly trying to put food on the table, make enough money to support yourself and your family and all of that. Because we have become so comfortable in civilization, in civilized society, coming out of hunter-gatherer times, moving from the woods into the metropolis, as Terrence McKenna might have described it. Metropolis. (laughs) (laughs) You know, so we're not constantly, most people are not constantly worried about shelter or food or water, warmth. While most people don't have to constantly be in fear that those things will be provided for them, we're not anchored in anything beyond our material existence. So your amygdala, and because we have no sense of our our physical body and we're mouth breathing and we're like very shallow in our breath constantly like (laughs) and we've been 
traumatized by you're a legend <laughs> people family members we've been ex we've been through ancestrally as well like it could because this whole thing this all the dna all the genetic code inside every all of us and every single cell in our being it's carrying around the memory of our ancestors literally everyone yeah. who's come before us like you're cre carrying around that genetic material which actually holds memory in it so i was literally just listening on the way down here terrence talking about this exact, so this exact thing bro when you think about that and we're not anchored in anything unless someone in your family has broken the chain as it were and decided enough is enough we're gonna i'm gonna anchor myself in faith in god faith in myself loving myself because at the end of the day man it's fear it's love you know what i mean mm -hmm. it's fear love mm -hmm. are we moving in fear are we moving in love it's true every word that you speak we're moving in fear we're moving in love we're speaking in fear we're speaking in love and one interesting aspect of that is as a parent your greatest fear is that your child's going to get hurt so take it all out of the equation take alcoholism drug addiction physical mental emotional sexual abuse take it all out of the picture and simply have a, a parent and a child the child's constantly exploring, climbing up on the fucking table, going on the railing. Wait, fuck, be careful. Get down from there. <laughs> what are you doing? Put that down. Don't eat that. You know, <laughs> just on th that is just a base layer of how you come up. Mm -hmm. So your whole conditioning, whether you like it or not, your whole conditioning is I live in a fucking dangerous world. That's true. I live in a scary fucking place and I better be careful. You know, we were talking about this the other day and something I've been becoming more and more mindful of is how am I talking to my daughter? Like we Same. went for a hike the other day and my daughter's like, dad, hold my thing. I want to run down the hill. And it's like sand and rocks, you know? Yeah. And the first thing I thought was, I want to say, okay, be careful. But instead because I've been starting to think about this, I said, hey, mind your footing. Mm -hmm. So it's an empowering thing, and it gives her the awareness of, oh, fuck, this is a little bit treacherous here. Mm -hmm. Let me mind my footing rather than be careful filling her with fear. Exactly, dude. Or but doubt. That position errs towards the sign of caution in general, like me leaning a little more, almost forcedly being that you're the protector in that situation of something very, the most sacred thing, really, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. So you're going to err on that side of caution. A thousand where percent. If your inner dialogue, not so much, maybe. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? Like, yes. with this fear, I would, it almost sounds like talking about the two voices, one's fear and one's love almost, or from a, from a space of fear. I love that. And one I, from a space of love. The, think, one, the one that you want to dial into is that one, yeah. you know, that higher power of love. Over and over again, man, your highest self is never going to tell you you're a piece of shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're doing it wrong. We're fucked. Your highest self's never going to tell you that. What is your <laughs> highest self always, whether you're connected to it or not? Mm -hmm. And I have made 
my life an active fucking exercise of connecting to God, connecting to my highest self, morning, noon, night. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And part of that process for me, we could talk about that, is literally through the reprogramming of the words I use, how I speak to myself. Prayer affirmation on top of the meditation. The meditation creates space. We tap into stillness, peace, quiet inside of ourselves, that infinite, eternal bliss that we all have inside. You've got that in there, mm -hmm. every one of us, no matter where you're at. Okay, so you do that. Through meditation, you polish the crystal. You get really clear and clean. However, the fucking negative thoughts and shit, that shit still is coming. Mm -hmm. That emerges because that's the conditioning, the programming you've been, you've been brought up in. So then it becomes this active exercise, this active practice of reprogramming that voice. And for me, that came with prayer and affirmation. Whether it's saying the serenity prayer, Dude, I'd wake up at 2, 3 o'clock in the morning spiraling into panic. I think we've all been there. Mm. Maybe not. Mm. I did. What did I do? When I got these tools, I found these tools. The moment I would wake up at 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning with that voice running saying something's absolutely fucking wrong in my life, I'd just start praying. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference over and over again just let that be your mantra over and over again wake up at five o'clock in the morning put the headphones on take the dog on a walk just affirmations guided meditations i love myself i approve of myself i support myself and it's weird because when i started doing that six seven years ago ego was there conditioning was there going yeah right bro fuck you man and I just kept drowning that voice. Or even, yeah, like... With positivity. Or even judging yourself. Like, you got to listen to yourself. You got to listen to someone yeah, tell exactly. you how to, you got to love. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, okay, That was bro. what it was for me. Like, thousand percent. You fucked up. You need somebody telling... You need to repeat out loud. You know what I mean? Right. Like, And then, you know... But what happens, Mike? Your, your subconscious, your ego, all of that shit, it has no choice but to start believing that. Mm. it has no choice because you're fucking reprogramming the system you're changing the software literally by doing that mm -hmm. dude i think you guys coming from the sports world i think that's really like hyper um you know that materializes in a in a way bigger form i don't do, like this what you guys are describing right now that doesn't relate i don't relate really you know? i have the opposite problem i'm like I'm amazing. Like everything's amazing. Like I'm like so great. I don't know. Like I don't know. Interesting. I don't have that. Yeah, uh, like, I have what he what you explain. I mean, I think everyone has their own variation of it, but I'd say this is definitely the I'd say it's the predominant feeling. For, I would I would guess most yeah. people come from a place, you know, that inner voice does. I identify that as the one one riddled with fear. Mm -hmm. Pay attention, careful, don't about your track record mm. <laughs> you know what i mean everything's doubt. going so well like what do you, you want to change why like you know what i mean i've just told evan this i love chaos mm. at this it, time bro. in my life at this time <laughs> in my life because i know that he's sitting here 
and I know you're sitting here like, yeah, when I was your age, I loved chaos too. Like have fun. True. And then you're, you're going to be true. 10 years later, you're going to be on the podcast saying I'm seeking solitude, bro. <laughs> yeah. But I see you on, I see you're on, you're on the, you know, releasing from the ego, uh, in a sense of just on a, sp- a heavy spiritual path, bro, your age, I wasn't even fucking sniffing any of this shit. Yeah, sniffing. You know what I yeah, mean? So yeah. I don't even know how that how it would be acting. Probably a variation of how you feel. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a weird I just, place to I be. I was in a totally I was in the dark. Yeah. yeah. I was home runs rocking and and hopefully hopefully all these girls want to have, you know, fuck with me. When you say in the you dark, I mean? like that was a dark place for you? Or no, like I was in, in the, the dark, dark on in as far dark. as Yeah, yeah, in the dark. In the dark. Gotcha. In the trance of yeah, yeah. what I feel most of society is in. Yeah. My all my all my measurements everything that I measured myself was by some type of achievement and notoriety from other people, whether I knew it or not. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I wanted to be a great athlete because I wanted to fucking be rich and, 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 take, and fucking be able to take care of my family and my friends mm-hmm. and want every girl to th- w- desire me. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, mm. for whatever reason, that was where my programming was. Right. So even, even being a good person, generally speaking, like, I don't look back at myself... I, thankfully I don't have, I'm not riddled with regrets from mm. living in that era for so long mm. where you just don't have any, anything outside of what your eyes are seeing. And I was listening to all the, it, the smorgasbords of thoughts and emotions and downloads that I've had subconsciously was exactly who I was in any given moment. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I didn't even know what the fuck was going on. So that was what yeah. I mean by in the dark, you know, now yeah. I had no, to me, it was power. That's powerless, you know. Like mm-hmm. I yeah. was able to ma- manage it and navigate it, and I'm extremely thankful. But I'm also extremely lucky. I- I'm grateful that I <clears throat> became a father at 18 and went down a very. I mean, that was the beginning of this extremely spiritual experience that's been the last five years, where yeah. I ended up just getting pretty much locked into my home little town in Ohio and going on this crazy internal ride. Yeah. That's just now starting to manifest into the material world. It's been years, you know, it sent me inward completely as soon as it happened, you know, fucking on steroids, teenager, mm-hmm. dad, child support, let's mm-hmm. go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and that sent me let's on go. this, I've been on, so I've been on this crazy journey without any expectations of me. And I think that's where I got lucky, you know? What do you mean by that? I've been able to just, like, I have, like, you guys both at my age had, had like, considerable levels of, like, eyeballs on you, right? Yeah, I but- mean, definitely, like, like athlete, you know what I mean? You're saying, you're saying external expectations. I didn't have any, like, no, the world wasn't expecting anything of me. So I was just You were going to go get a job at the factory. That was my fate. Right. My fate was, yeah, he's just going to live like here, like the rest of us and get a job at the factory. Meanwhile, I was always just in my own world, just like going through, like falling apart, going through these crazy metamorphoses, shedding all these skins, living lives for a couple months, being a re- working my ass off to get my real estate license, being a realtor for four months and then resigning my real estate license. <laughs> Just these insane things were happening. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like I got to like get a lot done in that five years. You ever meditate? Of course. You do? Of course. 
hours. Are you Every kidding day? me? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> of course. No, I didn't know if we had talked about that before. You know what? You know what's funny is that me and you never really, uh, I don't think, have talked about that. I think we're always talking about some crazy shit. Well, we just tap in. We just tap into the fucking We're meditating right shit. now, bro. Yeah. Yeah, Jared, well, Jared, I... I this whole uh, relationship. I was just as I was sitting here thinking about it, like, uh-huh. what was it? I met you, right, and then you came on. We talked about TikTok upon uh-huh. meeting. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> You're the like this. That's the whole. What best. was it? First week of February. Yeah, we, yeah. We I met? was I was a new hot boxing fang eating it up, <laughs> stepping into a spiritual space, stepping into solitude for the first time. Mm-hmm. Just knew, you know, I was very, I had an appetite for what was going on and good conversation. It was speaking to me and Eben was part of that. And in the hot box, and I was like genuinely disappointed. I am not a fan or give a fuck about anything. I don't mm-hmm. know if the game's on now, if it isn't, who's in it. I don't, you know what I mean? Yep. I just don't. But like that, that was stuff that really spoke to me. Um, and, and I remember being so bothered by the fact that Evan wasn't on hot boxing and no one was talking about it <laughs> or not no one was talking about yeah. it but they were acting the show just went on like yeah. yeah and i was just like so i literally pull out my phone and this is like the flow state that i that i really do yes. i really do have totally surrendered to of course yeah. whatever feeling of i course. i just go with it and i'm yeah. like you know and think then, about me and use dms yeah it's the same thing yeah it really it makes is no sense you know but but <laughs> either way, that what was uh I rip. I take out my phone. I DM Evan. I'm just like, yo, man, big fan. What the fuck? Where are they? Where are you on hot boxing? <laughs> are you on a hiatus? What's going on? <laughs> we chop it up for a minute. I I invite him out, and uh, yeah, we had an incredible. It was. I was out in Superior, Montana. I mean, this is epic. This place. is like, yeah, the, it was a hundred acre ranch. There's. Yeah. It wasn't. It was. I saw it on you, Airbnb. You were I was totally, looking at Airbnbs in Montana. Really? I saw, it. I, saw it? It. I saw it. Did we get? Did we get that on Airbnb? Do we remember? Do you remember that? The one, the first one in Montana, I don't know. Might have been before. I think they just were starting. We were the first people. I, he, bro, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's sick. Oh, and it's he came sick. out, and we had we just caught a, a crazy wave. But it was yeah. funny. One of the main, my main takeaways from it. One, I already knew we were just gonna have a great relationship, and it was, but always trust the like. Always trust that just weird notion you get to send that DM or whatever yeah. it is because they're, they're not accidental. Yeah. There's nothing coincidental about any of it, you know? And yeah. even it, it goes for the things you say no to, too. Yeah. Could, yeah, have, been, yeah. could have been something great. Oh, whatever. yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not ready to accept it or receive it. Like I told yeah. you when I walked in, I said, Yeah, I'm dropping this guy. Mm. And like your logical mind's like, What? Like, wh- at first you're like, Why? Why I mean, it makes that? sense knowing you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but, you know, just like shit that like logically, like on paper, you know, normal programming would be like, no way. But then I'm just like, yeah, I don't need them. Yeah. I don't need them. Well, it doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel right. And I'm I'm not, dude, I'm in a, pl- I'm in a good place, man. I'm meditating all day, Eb. I love that. I bro. am, dude. I mean, I'm just like, I'm in, I'm just. No, I love that. Clip chemist, like in the hills. Going to the beach, you eating steak on the chemist. beach, dude. Yeah, it's creation. Um, dude, I'm having fun. I'm having fun. Well, the thing is, it's trimming the fat of your life, essentially. When you follow the vibration of joy, bliss, goodness, alignment, 
that's all that starts to make sense. Everything else just doesn't make sense anymore. You know? And you come into contact with things that your logical mind is going like, whoa, this is a fucking huge opportunity. This is as big as it gets, bro. This is where we got to go. And <laughs> everything in your body is just like, no, that's not it. Yep. Yeah. And, and at this point, I just, I've, I've gone, I've not listened to that voice too many times. So oh, now I'm man. at the point where I don't even have to worry about it. I mean, of course I do. You do have to check in. If you're not staying on top of getting clear, then you will fuck up. But well, that really is, it's another way of saying the, the only way to fill the hole is to listen. Yeah. The other way to say it is how long are you going to continue to abandon yourself? Ooh. Because you know, I spent a long time abandoning myself. I know what the answer was or what I needed to do, and I just fucking so would you, run the other way. Let's, I want to go in more into this. Like in the NFL, that was probably one of your main dreams, kind of right. In yeah. the sense of like, you go on to the highest level of play in the NFL. It's fucking awesome. Mm -hmm. Like it's you yeah, know totally. But to say what you just said about how you how you were you were abandoning yourself simultaneously achieving fulfilling a dream mm. which is a con con it's a confusing state which I, I i have talked about i felt like i don't know i would love to hear you articulate more about that because on paper tangibly you are literally living your dream yeah but then you just referenced yourself as saying oh i had i was abandoning myself like your true self you know but how does that that confusion of it's it's like a dichotomy right like oh that that is almost what shocked me and more into like i need i need something bigger spiritual it's, there's something uh -huh. missing you know because yeah. i'm living the dream that i had down on paper and i'm fucking i feel like i'm abandoning myself you know i feel uh -huh. like i'm not it's not where i'm supposed to be what does right. that mean you know well you have a dream <laughs> You have a dream to achieve something and to do something and everything in you aligns itself to that dream because it's true and it's divine. It's part of your highest greatness destiny path. And you achieve that thing. That doesn't mean we're supposed to be there forever, you know? And for me, I went how did that manifest where it started? I started getting really fucked up, dude. I was never injured. High school, college, rookie season, yep. no injuries. Same. Literally. Fucking strong, resilient as fuck. And then going into my second season in the NFL, I fucking herniated L5S1 so bad the disc literally ruptured. I had excruciating sciatic nerve pain down my right leg. Fucking right foot went numb. And my whole body went into complete chaos. And I spent basically the next five years in and out of injuries. You know? And there was a lot going on. All of my psycho-emotional psycho inner life was starting to express itself in my outer experience of life, not supporting myself, 
literally trying to carry the world on my back to will my way to greatness, will my way to millions of dollars, will my way to the top of the mountain. So your, your back is, it's the physical manifestation of your emotional experience of support, supporting yourself, being supported. So my back fucking blew. Is the first thing that went. That's crazy. Because I was trying to fucking it. force this thing. You know, I was still trying to do it. I'm trying to make it happen. And so, while I had achieved this dream and this thing that I had set out to do from the time I was eight years old of making it to the NFL, and I did it, and I had a fucking phenomenal rookie season. Um. You know, I got sucked into this is who I am. This is who I am. This is what my entire life is about. Even with this underlying current of I'm going to write books when I'm done playing football. That was kind of my thing. I come from this family of athletes and artists. Somewhere in high school, I got it in my head or realized that you could major in creative writing when you went to college. University of Arizona was one of the few schools that offered creative writing as a major that offered me a full scholarship. So it was like, boom, that's the school. Something about it just also resonated with me, being in the desert, Tucson, being an underdog, building something special. Um, and even with that underlying idea of, I'm, a, I'm an artist, man, I'm actually an artist. I'm out here playing football and I'm a warrior, but I'm also an artist. You know, that was kind of my way of thinking. Mm -hmm. Even with that, I was totally consumed by I'm a fucking warrior. This is what I do. Mm. I crack fucking skulls, dude, you know? Mm -hmm. And so that that to me is and and looking back too, it's all fucking perfect, dude. Like I learned all the lessons I needed to learn mm. in there. And See, part of me wants to say I could have done it better, but I was doing it the best I could with the tools I had at the time. Yeah. You know, and I wouldn't be here if I hadn't completely destroyed myself through that process. You know, and I think that, you know, and this is an interesting question, man, because something in me wants to go where we go wrong is attaching ourselves to the things we do. However, perhaps the only way to learn the lesson that we're supposed to learn is by attaching ourselves to the things we do. <laughs> yeah. You know? So while I had achieved this dream, it also provided me with the fucking playing field for me to realize the ultimate truths of my life. Yeah. You know? Yeah, 100%. And the guys who are doing, I mean, Tom Brady, dude, 45 years old, he's still a fucking boss. Like, he's still an, un, like, he looks as good as he did 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. For real. Mm -hmm. You know? It's like, whatever he's done, his relationship to the game, and I mean, his whole fucking private life fell the fuck apart this year. And maybe it was already falling apart, and this is just the glimpse that we get, you know, in the fucking tabloids basically giselle's leaving she's had it 
because Tom went back. I mean, you know, we have no <laughs> idea what's going on there. Right. You know, and then it just gets spun because we love to see Let's our Let's be real, fall. though. At the same time, the fact we, we you especially, just us, I, I feel like I have, a decent ga- I have a decent gaze into this. To be that good at football for that long and just straight up participate in the duties that you have to be an NFL player. All of it, the travel, the, the psyche, the time spent, the video, the everything that Tom, Tom Brady is fully invested as a premier athlete. I mean, the whole key, Tom Brady, the TB12, you know, he's heavily devoted in all aspects of his life down to what he's eating, what he, mm-hmm. everything, right? Is revolving, to be the best athlete, everything revolves around you and that, Mm-hmm. in that role like i'm tom brady the fucking goat best football player this is the ecosystem that uh-huh. is necessary we've built by hand to curate and nourish what is tom brady the fucking football player yeah you know what i mean so that with the rigor of the nfl schedule and just straight up the hours it takes mm-hmm. there's no way that for 20 fucking years <clears throat> Giselle sign, you know, that's just like any woman, right? Like, mm-hmm. or any partner. There's just no way you're able to totally be present in a way, no. in a truly fulfilling way. Yes, you know, he can do his absolute great. And, I, and I've heard, I've actually heard that the dude's like a really solid guy, you yeah. know? Like, oh, yeah. He's really like a good dude, straight I think up. He is. You know? Yeah. It's I've just heard that like as well. being in, being stuck in this, this is who I am. I'm the fuck, you know what I mean? And, yeah. And there's zero chance that that doesn't negatively impact a relationship with, with somebody that you built a life with. When you, you know what I mean? You've made that, you've made that promise to, you know, to have a life together, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not wrong to fulfill your destiny individually, but it is one of those contracts where this is how we have to collaborate. Right. You know what I mean? To build. To yeah. build, you know, like, well, but you know, well, a lot then of, that's on him of not making that super clear to her of like, but how I'm, does he even know nor think, you know, like it's just as the time progresses, right? It's got to be like, are you really going to play again? Mm-mm. You know what I mean? Like, well, to me, that's the interesting hiccup is why did he say I'm done? It's very, and it's very, it's odd. Went, you know what? Like, a, it was like a week or like two days later. He's, he's obsessed, like, no, I'm dude. coming back. Bro. That's what I'm saying. He's just like so dialed into that role. Like, well, here's the thing, though, because nothing, we can't compartmentalize anything. Who right? knows if I, I might be totally wrong. It's just how I. No, know. I know. I know. And I want to unpack it a moment. Yes, please. Because I think it's a very interesting thing. And there's no better, like, football is such an extreme sport that whatever's happening on the inside, it's going to manifest on the outside. You know what I mean? Yeah. So for me, it's like with Tom, we can't compartmentalize. You can't take your emotional state and put it over here and say, I'm just going to play football and it's all about my physical state over here. It's all interconnected. So for him to still be playing at the fucking super high level that he's playing at, inside that shows me that he's total. This is this. He's not stuck anywhere. You know what I mean? Yep. Like he's not fucking stuck. Yeah, because he wouldn't be his body wouldn't even be able to do it. Like Peyton Manning. We need to pause. 
Oh, we got a million cameras. We got the other cameras. No sweat, to, dude. We're we're stop oh, fine. yeah, I keep forgetting Yeah, yeah, that. yeah, we're fine, Like, bro. Peyton Manning at the end couldn't turn his fucking head. He was throwing fucking goose eggs. Like, he couldn't, he could barely throw the ball anymore at the end. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you could see where Peyton took it maybe a season or two longer than he probably should have, realistically. But with Tom, it's like the guy's still fucking, he's thro overthrowing Julio Jones. Like he's overthrowing <laughs> these guys. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. So from that perspective, while it is odd to me, why did you say you were done? Probably because on some level he feels like there's nothing else I can do. Mm -hmm. I've been MVP how many times? I've won seven Super Bowls. I'm a fucking perennial all pro. Like, he's the greatest quarterback of all. He's maybe the greatest football of all yeah, time. We, yeah, can't, it's hard to we can't argue with that. Yeah. When he left New England, went to Tampa, won a fucking was Super crazy. Bowl, I was like, there's no argument. Because it's like, anymore. this is where people and the whole thing is confusing because, like, his greatness. It isn't about us saying, oh, look at Tommy. Like, even me, that's coming from a place of like, uh -huh. what happened to your perfect track record, man? Uh -huh. You lost the, you're the, but you know what I mean? What yeah. do you mean you can't maintain the fan? Like, I'm, uh -huh. Uh -huh. why am I even programmed to think that way? Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. why I'm yeah. judging it versus like, but also, he's literally the only guy that can probably, he's the only guy that can do what he's doing. Uh -huh. So maybe this is the way it naturally, actually, it is the higher power of it all. Like, Maybe him succumbing to what that right. relationship needed is just stopping what actually really truly should happen is, is him executing, you know, greatness as long as he feels like he can and his body allows, you know? Or the other way, or it's the other way around. Yeah, know? and that's where I like come his family imploding is just like my fucking disc in my back exploding. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that was that's an injury to him for his family to fall apart. You know, yep. To completely argue against everything I just yeah. said. Yeah, that's you know? kind of the point. Right? I just I want yeah. to add an interesting point. I was I was I've been thinking about this. You know, a lot of great men because I really like to study like extreme great uh -huh. men, and a lot of them were not good fathers. Mm. They could not maintain mm -hmm. relationships, and we're talking people like Gandhi, Marcus Aurelius. Alan Watts, you know, yeah. we're talking people who have inspired millions and millions of people who point. couldn't even be there for their own children because that's what the mission took for them. Well, you know, Buddha left his family. There you go. There's Buddha another. Literally left his family. Yeah. Jesus was, as far as we know, solo. Yeah, yeah. Apparently Mary Magdalene. But so know. it's it's just like an interesting no, thing. We're sitting here trying to make it fit into our version of yeah. life. Yeah, you know exactly. what I mean? Yeah. And it's like speaking bigger to that fact that like we are the world is what we're what we're who we are. Like it's a mirror. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? What we're seeing, what we're wanting, what we're yearning for. It's yeah. You know, it's interesting. I, I think Tom is I don't think it's what you'd think, Eb. I would disagree. I think Tom's channeling the divine football through godness. football through he's yeah oh yeah 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 and he like think about what do you mean you don't what do you don't what you said you said you, you said perhaps his uh family falling apart was like a huge like well injury. i'm just well it could have too been that also look actually. if we're looking at the whole thing however i i would say i agree with you yeah like tom is doing 
what he came to this planet to do. Yeah. And it's, insp- I mean, think I about would also kids. argue that there's a lot to do, Tom. Like, there's a lot more to life than football. You might like it, brother. That's what I was going to say. I'm, conf- I'm surprised that you agree. Like, I thought that that's, that's how, I, that's how I feel. That's how we feel when we banter about it. We're like, dude, there's so much more. To life. Like, all right, say you and Giselle grew apart, which is real. Like relationships, like you uh-huh. said, they can be seasonal. Even the ones you thought you're wrong, okay, you, we don't know. You uh-huh. know, it can be seasonal. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> looking at it from all sides, and it's, it, it. Every time I've watched Tom this season, I'm blown away by how good he still is. Yeah. And it's to crazy. me, you can't be that good unless. It's all fucking working. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like everything is working. Well, yeah. One side buckled. Something buckled. Right. It was on this side, but no. uh-huh. so maybe. I know. You did I choose know. the right thing because, I, you know, if he was actually supposed to be over with the family, maybe it would have been the knees that buckled. Well, does year. he have you kids? Know what I mean? yeah. Oh, yeah. With He's this got girl? a lot of kids. Oh, oh. Okay. Tom Brady and Giselle. See, I, I don't care. He's dialed out. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> he doesn't know. But, um, <laughs> That's fascinating, man. He has two or three. They have That's two or three kids together. But, yeah, you know, I, I mean, three, he, I he yeah. could also be doing his kids a great service by not being in a toxic relationship Potentially. with somebody who he doesn't yeah. get along There's with. There's so much to break down I mean, down dude, this it. is going to be I fun know. for TikTok, the Tom Brady drama. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to put... Uh, Do you feel that the role you play in your life, the, the role you're living right now, the uh-huh. avatar, you're, is, is, uh, is it challenging because you're always thinking in TikTok clips? Like like anything that happens uh-huh. in life, you're like, that's a clip. You know, well, I, gotta clip. Say, I gotta say, um, in my day-to-day personal life, I really do a good job of like, I don't care. Like, I'm just not even on it. But like in these kind of situations, you know, and I'm getting better. I'm refining it. You know, I think, I feel like it's like a- You're very clip-oriented. It's in, in, but it, yeah, I mean, like, it's just like- <laughs> You know, man, you, I, you fully embody something, right? Well, that's what Michael Singer talks about in the surrender experiment. He's, he says that everything that comes to my door, I look at it as a, as the universe, the divine delivering me an opportunity to fully immerse myself and create the most perfect thing I can possibly create. Exactly. So when I'm posting a clip of Eb saying some some <laughs> shit, you know what I mean, talking shit, I'm like, I'm blessing that clip. Like that's what that's what these and that and that's what's so funny. People who work with me feel this and know this. I remember you texting. But me the that. difference between me and a lot of these big companies out here running people's stuff is that, I mean, every video I post from my clients is getting a a whole I mean it's getting a blessing it's getting bathed in love and You're giving a piece passion. of passion exactly exactly <laughs> it's fun man I mean it's but been- I gotta be selected that's why you know Eb knows my journey of I've just dropped so many people mm-hmm. and if you look at my life on paper the whole last 12 months, you know, it's like, oh, dude, like you're in the prime time. You need to be nurturing these relationships with these big people. You need to be growing this. But I'm just like, no, I don't vibe with them. I'm done. Mm-hmm. You know, and then the universe just hands me, you know, like, dude, yesterday, two people. 
pal. Yeah. yeah. And and get this. We love it. We love to see no, it. No, it's great, brother. Yeah, man. So, yeah, I it is in these kind of situations. I'm getting better. That's what I'll say. But just yes, allowing yourself to be in the moment. just be in the moment. Yeah, and that's why you know I just keep coming well, back that's to your the practice. breath. You just come back to the breath. Yeah, you just come, I just come back to the breath, and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna fucking look in Evan's eyes and and uh, create a uh, 5D image of what he's communicating and feel it throughout my body. I'm gonna tap into the pain that he's talking about. I'm gonna feel. I'm gonna be in there. I'm gonna be that? in there. Of course I do. What do you think I'm doing over here? <laughs> <laughs> if that's distracted. the case, you might be the only guy doing that. Really? Yeah, in the whole game. Yeah. If this is, if this is the energy, <laughs> if this is the energy you're putting into every clip. Oh yeah. You're doing I know that that's when what you're I'm making saying. the clips, or you're doing that when we're just hanging out. Because I know you're serious. Because we've, we've talked about this before. It's. Yeah. I mean, no, dude. No joke. It's uh, fucking real. That's why your music resonates with me, even though I can't really relate to your. I can't relate to like women and like drinking per se. Yeah. Those things, right? Because that's just not my life. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. <laughs> that's just not my life. Yeah, but I would say the mic stuff, really, uh, I guess the newest mic stuff. Yeah, the newest mic stuff's a, a total different vibe. Yeah. You know? Yeah. The highs, it was still yeah. like the fun. That was it. Vibe. But dude, we were doing it. The highs is like just as like a hardcore music rap particularly rap fan yeah i'm a hardcore rap fan and i dissect artists i dissect the music i'll just go ahead and give you your flowers man thank you i mean it's 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 uh it's really great it's top tier i've played it for like old people and they're like they're into it you know what i mean yeah my my mother-in-law says it hits her right in the heart space (laughs) and what and the highs but the highs in particular is like a classic album. Thank you, brother. I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna try to mimic it. I'm gonna try to. Well, don't mimic it. Well, no, you know what I mean. Like match that energy <laughs> yeah. for the, the the lows and the in betweens will be two totally different. Okay, time, so let me add, add, just as a music fan, I want to know like, yeah, are you for you to create the lows? Do you ha- are you going to like put yourself in a low space? Oh, so so the way I've been creating that's a really really good question. The way I've been creating is. I'm kind of, I almost feel, I don't think I've ever said this. It's almost like being a shepherd. Like I'm corralling the ideas. Uh-huh. Like I'm, ma- I'm creating a bunch of shit and I'm like trying to make sure I don't lose anything. And I, I, tap, into a, I tap into an idea. I want to make sure I get it out there. You know what I mean? So I create it. It exists on my drive. So I'm like really, I do it all myself. So I'm I'm really shepherding the fucking ideas along. Uh-huh. And like I'm advancing them. Ooh, I hear a new part here. Let's play new music here. I like this idea. I don't like the music or I like the music. I don't like the idea. I'm constantly evolving a big group of songs. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So really, like I have a hundred songs right now that I think are great ideas. I need to right. cultivate them and actualize them the right way. But that's constantly what I'm doing. Yeah. And I'm making new ideas. It's just getting another sheep in the mix. Like, don't lose that one either, you know? So those the lows are from a collection of those times. Yeah, yeah. They're already there. Yeah. The lows has already taken shape. So is the in-betweens. Right. It's just about... Refining it. It's also making sure, like, it's a balance of you want to stay true to the idea of the highs, lows, in-betweens, but... 
I'm the artist. It's my interpretation of that. Of course. It could be just l- low frequency sonics being 808s are very low frequency. Yeah, yeah. It could be harder. You know, maybe the lows will have a little bit of a harder feel production wise. Yeah, yeah. Or the way I'm even delivering vocals, a little more rough, a little edgier group vocals. I'm not trying to, you know, it's the highs was a more polished sound. Like it's kind of all, all the chord choices, major, mm-hmm. happy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or if they were, you know, like there's different ways of looking at it all. It's all the interpretation. But I feel like there's so many ways to, there's so many ways to make it make sense to me. It's the fun part. I I don't even know what I'm doing. Like at at some point it will just say, hey, you know, right here. Like that's how I choose which one I'm going to put out, which one I'm going to finish right now. And it also, when I'm making the album, it just feels like they, you know, as I'm advancing, like certain ones will jump out. Like, oh, that makes sense for the, you know. There's some that are from two years ago that will be on the lows. Right. You know, from a low <clears throat> yeah. time. Um, yeah, it's it's really interesting how you create. I was just telling Mackenzie, Evan knows, or the wifey, about this. Because um, I've been, you know, working. I have all your, like, Dropbox files. <laughs> yeah. So, like, and I'm you like. You know me better than a lot of people. Right, I know. And trust me. Because you I, see, you, I, you uh, see, like, you, you see all. I know it all. The mundanes. And, You're yeah, making yeah. the edits, you know. And I, and, and I've told her, I'm like. I'm like, oh yeah. I mean, I alone have heard ten different versions of "Don't Think." Yeah, you know what I mean. I'm like, yeah. he's just like catching a wave, channeling a couple phrases come out, a couple things, some things make mm-hmm. sense. You come back to it, you refine it. It it's really fascinating because most people don't make music it's, that way. Most people are booking an hour in the studio. They're going in. They're they've written it. They've written it. Crazy. They're, they're going in, which. You know, if you're a poet and you want to do it like that, that's one thing. That's but I fine, think that's you why write yours after. resonates. That's on- fine though. You write after. Let me explain. Like uh. here, I'm I'm channeling something. I call it the portal. Like I, I don't know. I'm not conscious. I'm not thinking about. All right, I'm gonna go when when it gets to the eight bar. I'm gonna right, go right. higher here. I'm literally yes. like I'm drawing with my voice. Yeah. Mm. I, I I don't even know what the fuck I'm doing. I'm throwing paint against the wall. Mm-hmm. If all of it sucks, none of it matters. I delete it and do it again. Right. So getting to a free space of just like, you know what I mean? It's out, it's regurgitated. I go in, it's like, it's like digging for gold, bro. Like I'll find, I have no idea what's in there. Maybe nothing's <clears> good, <throat> but if there's one good thing, cool, got one piece. Let's do another pass, another cool piece. Ooh, this starts to make sense with this. So it's like, I'm constantly advancing songs, but there's no pressure. It's totally free. Mm. I have... There's no expectation day to day, hour to hour, mm-hmm. moment to moment. I'm going to make a song today. Is right. it as good as the last song I put out? Right, right. No, like some of these the songs, like they're, they're at an idea stage where I know, and back to the original point, like these are just melodies. Like mm-hmm. they're mumbles. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, if I like the song when it's not saying anything, how, how am I going to dislike it when I put words there? Of course. So you can write on the end. Yeah. Now, what I will say about that process is, you're limited. There's many times I have a bar I'm trying to get off, but it phonetically doesn't work. Right, right, right. I'm more interested, Mike Stud to Mike, more interested in feeling Yep. versus telling you exactly what, did you hear that bar? Let me talk about how good my rap right, bars right. are. Yeah, definitely. Like, th- and it translates why, into the music. Yeah, yeah. It's more so, I'm, I'm trying to usher along the ideas. A like meme. These, it's a meme. Yeah, these big, yeah, these ideas <laughs> like- mm-hmm feeling this way and, yeah but i'm not saying it too directly either if that right, makes right. any sense i'm more interested it's like in a the, journal entry in the phonetics though like does it sound is this cat sound and i'm leaning more towards just like 
catchier, easier on the ear, you know, yeah. maybe thought provoking or emotion evoking is what I'm trying yeah. to go for in, in, in various ways. But really, bro, like as far as the creation goes, it's just a pain against the wall. Yeah. And then and then I go into like an administrative like I produce it out. You know what I mean? I I go into an administrative bag. So that's 50 percent of my studio time is I'm listening back. One, I record myself, you know, mm -hmm. so I'm listening back. And then I'm in like an editing bag. It's almost like the other side of the brain. Yep. Yep. Creative, pr not present, lucid. Mm. Switch right over to the administrative. I'm editing. I'm organizing. I'm fucking sending out the right. I'm getting the right people involved to finish. You know what I mean? There's mm -hmm. a production producer mm -hmm. side too, you know? Yeah. And to me, it keeps it fun and fresh. Yeah, definitely. If I feel creative, I just get up and I start, you know, we got me and, and then... If I don't, I'm just going back through shit when I was creative. Mm -hmm. I did a bunch of ideas a few days ago and I felt creative. So I'm going to have, I'm going to smoke this backwood, look at the ocean and fucking see if anything sounds cool to me. Mm -hmm. That's the only gauge. No Amazing. one else is telling me shit about the music at all. Love yep. it, bro. You know what I mean? And we just, it's that's an important conversation, Mike. This it is. is like the, this creative process. Creation. And, yeah, and I do want, I want to, sorry, Eb, I'm nerding out on the music side. No, it's good. I walk, like it. And perhaps it you've talked stuff. about this before, but walk yeah. me through, you can tell. Walk me through that creation of that song. 6 a.m. Because I got to say, I, I mean, let me just preface this with like, that song is a portal into like a crazy feeling. Have you ever listened to it? You can tell. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Let's put put it on the gym next time and start moving. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bro. <laughs> so oh. uh, that six a.m. <laughs> barely any voice left. Yeah, because I've poisoned myself for the last forty eight hours straight. Uh -huh. I didn't hadn't slept. Still smoking backwoods. I don't know what other drugs I had done. Uh -huh. You know, uh, dark studio, probably half filled with people I like loosely knew. At my house, Stevenson Ranch was the name of the house. The clothing brand, it's just because we called my crib Stevenson yeah. Ranch. Where? In L.A. It was yeah, not a ranch. It was, like a modern, yeah, yeah. it was like a modern L.A. home uh -huh. in Studio City. <laughs> but we were just, we were fucking around, you know? Yeah. And then turned into, a, we just ran with the branding of it. Mm -hmm. nice. But I was... Great. Yeah, and I was just, I was in that phase. I will say this, like, me and my boy have talked about it, like, there is a, there's something to be said. I think probably one of the most impressive things, at least personally to me, is just like commandeering those vibes where I was like fucked up mm -hmm. and just like getting shit on paper yeah, dude. at those times because it's such a special vibe that yes. I was in. Just like under so many different, I don't know, substance, but also just like emotions and yeah. You know, when you're when you're in that world and that life and and it is like I do think that's why a lot of people struggle being an artist and like managing it because it does feel creative when you're in this like you go in, you know, like mm -hmm. and that's where the drug abuse and or, you know, life can get derailed because the creative energy of it is it wants to draw you that way, you know? Yeah. Um well, bro, Alan Watts gave all of his talks hammered. I know, I know. I, I mean know. Yeah, I actually just learned about that recently. It's it's crazy. That's remarkable. He was a major alcoholic. That's but remarkable. I, I mean, that's ultimately how he died. Yeah. It's remarkable. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it just makes you think, like, that right there alone, I think you were... 
the backwoods hit me. I can't remember who you were talking about. <laughs> but oh, with Tom Brady, where you like, where saw his relationship fall apart, and it, there was this part of you that was like, oh, you like hold him to this standard. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. But then, but then, I, upon just like thinking about it and like ra- working with that for like months and months and months, like after I mean, I've known this for probably like a year, and I've been just like working with it, and I'm just like. What I've the fact that Alan Watts was an alcoholic, you know, because it just like it, it like you talk about the subconscious belief matrix. I mean, that totally rattles your subconscious belief matrix on how about how it ought to be, Mm. on how a spiritual person like this ought to behave. Mm. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a fair point. And something I had to work with, and I've it's been great for me to let go of that judgment. What does it mean to me? What at first were you disappointed? Well, there's part of you that's just like alcohol, really? Like you're 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 like mm. you're like you're you're over in Japan, like learning Zen and bringing it back to the West, and you're drinking beer. You're, it's just like well, that's what? like Chogyam Trungpa. You heard about him? No. You know alcohol? who he is? Yeah, I don't know about the. I mean, he would literally have his students just get fucking wasted on alcohol. Drinking, smoking cigarettes, <laughs> just shit-faced. And he, his whole thing was, <laughs> you're burning off a lot of karma. Dude, I'm fascinated with you're altering burning states. Off karma? Yeah, you're, you're burning, burning off karma? You're burning through karma. Yeah. You're, because when you're in that state, <clears throat> like it or not, you have access, you're very lubricated. You have access to a lot of information and there's a lot moving through you. It's true. Mm-hmm. You know? So think about, I mean, having a fucking insane hangover, that's a serious karmic lesson. Waking up, recognizing that the, the choices, the decisions you make have fucking consequences. Just on a base level, think about that, yeah. you know? And if you're somewhat aware or anchored in some sort of spiritual program or process and you have that experience, there's a lot to learn in that, you know? Mm. So I don't know. I've heard people who want to just throw out everything Alan Watts said or did because he was an alcoholic. And that's I just, ridiculous. I think that's completely insane. Yeah. And, I, you know, yeah, exactly. Once again, that's just our perspective on what that person, what our idol is supposed to be. I mean, Jimi Hendrix, yeah. one of the greatest musicians, artists, guitarists of all time, literally died choking on his vomit. Because he was so fucked up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And nobody goes, oh, throw Jimmy's music out right. the window. You well, know what I mean? It's weird that we just we just have, we want to outfit everyone's life mm. in a way that's like, yeah, like the baseline, like oh, you live uh, you live 75 years plus, you know, mm. in good health, <laughs> you know, you... Yeah. Um, <laughs> Ushered in a great family, you know, like yeah. great, had love. Uh huh. He was yeah. loved. He had yeah. friends. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and and he also was very successful in the field. You know, uh-huh. whatever that field was. But this outfit of like, that's good. Right. I don't know why, but that's good. You <laughs> know. Yeah. Yeah. Where like, why are we even when we know that we're all completely unique? 
and complex set of, and, set of DNA. Yeah. You know, and a whole totally different, long, long line of different, you know, different family, you know, family line of, of just all the things that those people went through. Mm-hmm. You know, so why do we try to outfit what we feel like is 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 the right type of life to live? on everybody else the way I did when I asked that question about Tom Brady. Mm. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. where maybe, you know, it, it really comes back to, you say it all the time. I mean, I think you, 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 a lot of my, like I think the first stuff I ever saw you talking about was just the, the power of letting go. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And like just letting go, like trying to identify things and judge things yeah. totally. Yeah. What does it matter? Uh-huh. How are, why, you know, like. Yeah. It doesn't, that's all programming. Yeah, and our and our society's programmed us to demonize altered states of consciousness when altered states of of consciousness are the very foundations of the religions that they base their lives upon. Yeah, like the the alcohol thing with Al, the the Alan Watts, where we even got here, and just like even why artists are there's something there, like you like you said it, um, in regards to just plugging in this access to this information. I mean, me and my boys can say the same thing. You get into these states of like. You know, just like we're playing, yeah. we're playing beer pong. It's like yeah. fifty thousand dollars at one point in my life, and I'm just like, ah. and we're like winning, and just like, yeah. You know, if I was, it's it's one of those things. It's just all flow. It's a flow state es- yeah. essence to it all. And bro, you know there, I, mean? I don't think there's anything wrong. I think that's a spiritual act, right? I truly do. I think being fucked up out of your mind for fifty k on the table that, playing beer pong that's a spiritual act. And these all these artists and these people are just they they there's a sense of it that's like, <clears throat> man, I, this is how it's got to be. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I know this is bad for me, but yeah. this is how it's got to be. Well, you run into a balance issue. Yeah. It's like I'm so I'm fascinated with altered states, but like that's one of the real things with it is you, you do run into an issue of you have to yeah. have some kind of self-discipline at times you have to have yeah you know it's a balance well, it is i think it's important to know and understand what the the neutral place is mm-hmm. you know yeah if you're constantly up in the stratosphere yeah then that loses insight and that loses its you know effectiveness or inspiration as well you know like you said about artists who get swept up into drug abuse you know yeah it destroys your life Mm -hmm. when at one time it was really fruitful for your art and making your art just like everything that yeah you could possibly make it then it literally starts to deteriorate it. So I think that's the that's the balance that you need to find is when is it really inspiring the work and making it fruitful and abundant and making you more prosperous and when is it starting to deteriorate and take yeah. away from? That's what you were just telling me about with weed before yeah. we started. Yeah. How you were just like using it for the music. Yeah, it's it, it, it's mirroring how my alcohol relationship and how I tried my my brain tried to break it down. Mm. You know what I mean? I need this, like, bro. That's, I mean, look, I got a great life. Like, yeah, I gotta drink. I gotta drink more than other people, I and mean, I can't really be that healthy. But dude, look, I have a good life. You know, like, it's working. You yeah. know, am I gonna? When it was just, it was just this narrative. You know mm. what I mean? Where it really, it's more of a young. 
a boyhood living the dream. What is living the dream? Right. Mm. This and I, me being fascinated and still clinging on to like that as my identity. Like oh, mm-hmm. this is what we do, man. We party city mm-hmm. to city. Yo, where the sure. girl? Yeah, you know, where are the girls and 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 all that. You know, it was something that I actually needed to shed. Yeah. The drinking, like, it was super easy to kick. I don't drink at all anymore. You know what I mean? Nice man. Really, the weed. Uh, I actually, I don't. I think I do understand and truly believe alcohol is a lot worse. Just being is what it is. It, it is what it is. It like, is what it is. Marijuana can be. You know, it's a tool, and you can use tools incorrectly. Yeah. And, you know. I get a lot of shit done, man. So do I. I'm just saying, for me, in this space, in this, like, it yep. was such a huge, it was such a huge tool for me to yeah. use, you know. No, if you're, like, trying to, like, do college courses and that kind of thing, and, you yeah. know, maybe, it's probably going to be harder. And you got to be accountable like, for your kid and be up at this time, like, yeah. or whatever. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. For my set of circumstances, like, yeah. weed has been an awesome thing to usher in certain elements of my life. It works life. for me, too. Yeah. You're Eb. You're off. You're off the tree. Over, Pretty much. Overall. Which is funny because you, you. I mean, a huge part of your life at one time was cannabis advocacy. Thousand percent. Yeah, but it's still. It doesn't change it. No. 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 It no. Doesn't change the narrative no. at all. It's like you said. You do things for certain at certain periods. Yeah. You know. Yeah. When it, it served was you. Super beneficial and really. Yeah. Maybe even saved my life to some extent, keeping my physical body, my brain intact while I was playing football and was the remedy to a lot of pain and suffering. And then, you know, I came through that Mm -hmm. and it hasn't been as, it hasn't been necessary in that way. And I, trust me, I did the thing. I took it through that because I was like, weed's my thing. Mm -hmm. I got to smoke weed. Yep. Even when I'm taking one puff and I'm just like, blasting into complete discombobulation (laughs) where i can't even fucking function and i have to spend the next two hours doing breath work and fucking literally on my hands and knees praying to god (laughs) on the floor it please because i'm looking over the abyss at complete insanity like that's where it would take me you know yeah Literally, I'm like, oh, the this is what this is what happens when people lose their minds. <laughs> and one puff of weed. Oh the yeah, fuck dude. Are you smoking. <laughs> well, that's what happens, dude. Yeah, literally the end of it. That's what Ooh. happens. It's not working for you anymore. Your endocannabinoid system is flush, and there's just mm-hmm. nothing. You know, it's not doing anything positive for you. So, what am I gonna do? Keep fucking smoking? <laughs> it's gonna work. Yeah, it's gonna work again. No, I got to put it down. It's like, this is, this literally, I don't have two hours to waste. Mm. I don't have two hours to spend yeah. in a panic. Straight up. Bringing myself back to earth. I don't have that time. And it's not bringing me any sort of new insights. There's no information coming. That well's run dry, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I have a little bit here and there. I love tea. I love CBD. Mm-hmm. I'll take CBD. Yep, so the CBD gang. Yeah, no, it's. I might take a tiny little puff here and there, just to kind of loosen the loosen the grip for a minute. Fabrics of your culturally sanctioned hallucination. (laughs) No alcohol in a year. Yeah. You were at one point, right? I mean, (laughs) 
<laughs> gallons of I've consumed gallons of alcohol. Boys, we tied one on when we got out there yeah, in, in Montana. Montana one night. We played yeah. beer pong and fucking we salooned it. It was oh, Steve's yeah. saloon, you know. Fucking you nuts. have to. We had a good time. We had a great time. <laughs> no, and I mean, look, these things are here. They're they're all God given blessings, but it's about our relationship to it. Gotta bless them though. You know? <laughs> but uh, guys. This is it. This is it. what a trip. Yeah, yeah. This is a special one. Yeah, we had a we had a very interesting conversation. Two of my favorite. <laughs> it was what I guys. thought it would be with this group. Uh huh. Because I see your clips. I know you're the clipmeister. Yeah. You're making all of the clips. We just got you back on the TikTok. And yeah, the back on Mike's TikTok. <clears throat> but yeah, go man. follow Evan. Yeah, he run. So first night I met Evan, I said TikTok. Then I you came on board with you plugged. You got now we're in this whole little ecosystem. Marcus too. Marcus. Oh, let me think. I think it got crazier too. Um, I thought there was somebody else. Somebody else in the Steve circle. I thought circle. there was somebody else in the Steve circle. Yeah. But uh We anyway. love it. This was amazing. Thanks for coming love you, by. Boys. Thank you. Great to see you boys. Love you guys. Yeah. See ya.